change. Come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. This is Alicia Cox with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been a leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allows you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions, 672-0785 in Sheridan. Harker Mellinger, our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, talking about 205 Wallace Creek Road near Buffalo on 40 acres. This four-bedroom, three-bath home is move-in ready, has spectacular views, kitchen has tile floors, granite countertops, open living room has vaulted ceilings with glass doors leading out to the large deck. Master bath includes two vanities and a jet tub plus a separate shower. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. What are your marketing goals for your business? There are many advanced marketing strategies and tools that continue to emerge. At Sheridan Media, we're constantly combining new and traditional methods of marketing to get you the highest return on your investment. We invite you to sit down with us, meet with one of our creative consultants, and together we'll customize a marketing plan. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned media company ready to go to work for you. Branded with quality, Shipton's Big R. It's all right here, everything you need, Shipton's Big R. Whether you're in the saddle or out in the town, take advantage of this special offer from Shipton's Big R and Ariat. Receive a $20 gift card with your $100 purchase of Ariat Denim. Ariat Denim is expertly constructed from the inside out. You'll know they're the right jeans for you the moment you put them on. Men's, ladies, kids, we have you covered with the comfortable feel of Ariat Denim at Shipton's Big R. Offering the largest, most complete selection of Ariat with a fit and finish for everybody. And now through March 5th, you'll get a $20 gift card with your $100 Ariat jeans purchase at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Branded with quality. Remember, this offers good through March 5th. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am Floyd Whiting and I am here. Although I did make it this morning, please use caution on the roads. If you have somewhere to be, if you've got to travel out of town, it's a little bit squirrely out there. And this morning I am joined in studio by the Sheriff of Sheridan County, Levi Dominguez, and Under Sheriff Devereaux Johnson. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, morning. Floyd. Glad we could all be in the same room this morning. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know the the shows from home. Uh, it's it's that situation where I'm I'm glad I have the technology to do it, but it's one of those things where you just feel like the the quality of the show is a little bit better when you're 
in studio, face to face, talking amongst each other, and there's no delay. Sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's with anything, you know. I'd rather have a personal discussion with somebody face to face than over the phone or, you know, via email or anything like that. If if we can chat face to face and and it's just that better, yeah, better relationship oh, yeah. building and, and understanding. <clears throat> Absolutely. And speaking of uh, uh, seeing each other out in the out in the open, uh, I saw you up at the Tunnel of Oppression, sir. Uh, you were up there checking out that uh, big. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of like an exhibit going on right now out there at Sheridan yeah, College, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, Sheridan College is, is hosting that with uh, many organizations within within Sheridan County. And it's just, it, I was very fortunate to get invited or, and to come and, and, and go through that last Friday. It was Friday afternoon, I think, I think yeah. yeah. And uh, powerful, yeah. very powerful, um, great insight to um, not only what our community is seeing on just a, a a very wide range of, of issues that we see within Sheridan County, but across the state and across the nation and, and how powerful that is, not just to, um, those individuals, but how it impacts your community as well. It's just, um, and yeah, I, you know, talking about that a little bit, I, I encourage everybody if they get the opportunity, um, to go out and check it out. You know, if, if you take your time, you, you can, you, you can get out of it what you want to get out of it. You know, it's, it's an opportunity. You go through this. Um, they, they did a great job setting up all the exhibits and, and walking through. And, and um, you know, Volunteers of America, you know, has a section on moral injury. Um, Uprising has uh, an exhibit on um, human trafficking. Um, the Sheridan College Library has book banning. Um, the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange has the foster care side of things in there. Um, Advocacy Resource Center has victim blaming. And the Sheridan College Trio uh, College Success Program has issues uh, exhibit on immigration. And then Sheridan Veterans Affairs Hospital has uh, exhibit on um, um, relationship violence. And then the Sheridan County Public Health has an exhibit on um, privilege, choice, and success and how that looks. And so you get to go through all of those exhibits and they, you know, walk you through and there's a lot of information. It talks about those impacts, each one of those within our community. But then, you know, you were talking earlier, the numbers and what it shows and how impactful that is. And so. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes Fantastic displays like this can make individuals feel overwhelmed where they they might want to sit back and say, well, what the heck can I do about such a big problem? And and when we localize it in the way that this tunnel of oppression really does, I mean, we have to look at these problems and we see them almost as like, well, this is a national issue. But then when you see the numbers of the individuals who are affected by whatever you know, the exhibit is covering right here in our own hometown. That's where it kind of hits. It know, does. It hits yeah. home. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to use that phrase, but it really right. does. No, it hits you're, home. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, um, I, I can't speak enough about those organizations that put those exhibits together. And I just encourage everybody in the community, if they get the opportunity to go through it again, you can get out of it what you put into it. You know, you can take your time at each, at each exhibit, a lot of information and um, I think they're kind of starting it off kind of this this afternoon. I, I know you have, I think, some of the times that are on there and, and things through the weekend. And, and I, I think they did a few earlier this week. But then I think they're doing um, something this evening as well and then through the weekend. Make sure you head on down there. 
because it really does kind of put certain things into perspective. And whenever someone tells me, you know, this is just too overwhelming, there's nothing that I can do, join an organization. Join one of these organizations or donate to them or maybe volunteer your time. And even though it might seem like a small thing, when you get a lot of people together with, with one goal in mind and everyone starts working in cohesion, it's amazing what can get done. And, you know, in the military, I, I bared witness to that on, on multiple occasions. But one that comes to mind was Katrina during the hurricane. A couple of units from here in Wyoming were shipped down there. We were in New Orleans for 30 days. And it's an experience that just I never want to go through again, mm-hmm. only because of the devastation that I witnessed. Sure. But having just a small unit from Afton, Rock Springs, and Evanston come together, we managed to clean and get back up into operation churches, schools, just a group of guys from Wyoming. Yeah, it was right. amazing to do, and, yeah. and I, I'm very proud of the work that they did. But I was such a small part. I was one ant mm-hmm. in a big mountain. And, and you can do that, too, if you're out there wondering, how do I, how do I help solve this? Go be that one little cog, because you can help change the world little bit by little bit. And so there really is a lot that you can do, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Floyd, you, you hit it right on is when you're talking about you know, this gives you the opportunity. If you get an opportunity to go out and take a look at that, um, what I what I love about it too is it brings all these organizations together. And maybe somebody in the community has a passion. Maybe it's a passion for for children. Maybe it's a passion for you know the homeless, or, or, or the list goes on. But it brings us together in the same area. And when you walk through that tunnel of oppression and you come out, you may meet somebody you haven't met before that's got a passion similar to you, or maybe different. But it brings everybody together and you talk about it. And that's what I liked, um, you know, last Friday after everybody was going through it and we we're sitting down and we we're talking about these issues and, and, you know, getting the opportunity to discuss it. And sometimes that's that's the tough part is right. Starting to talk about those issues. But this brings us together. You start to talk about those issues. And then, yeah. And then from there, it snowballs. You yeah. Know? And, and it just takes off. Next thing you know, you've, you've got your hands in the dirt and you're helping to cultivate something brand new uh, where there was maybe even nothing before. Uh, Sheriff, as, as one of our predominant leaders within the county, uh, how, how, can, how does your office really cover these types of things? When, when you were done with that tunnel, did you... Go back and look at your leadership, your under Sheriff uh, Johnson, and say, you know, I want you to double check, make sure that we're not doing any victim blaming or or anything like that. Uh, that's yeah. just an example. But. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's great. You know, when you talk about that, I came back. I think uh, Monday morning, uh, Devro and I chatted about this. I said, man, that was a great. <clears throat> that was that was wonderful. Get a chance, go take a look at it. Um, but yeah, we look at that constantly. That's what we're constantly doing leadership within the sheriff's office to make sure we're hitting these. But I think it's more important too, is, is building those relationships with the organizations that have come to the table and talking, how can we help as law enforcement? What can we do to help? Yeah. Um, you know, we're spanned out on so many different directions within law enforcement. So it's important that 
these organizations also come to us. We come to them and say, what can we do to assist you to make this better? And um, I think having those discussions and having those relationships with those organizations are very important. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there is one display there that hits kind of hard. And that's, you know, the foster care. Mm-hmm. You you walk Absolutely. through a, a fantastic display where they're showing you, you know, what a, a little at-home meth lab might look like. And then there's a beautiful piece of art uh, where a child's <coughs> parent is being taken away by law enforcement. And the child's kind of just standing there with an officer. And I got to thinking, you know, that officer is not a bad guy. He's not a bad individual. It's... It's just something that has to be done. You know, mm-hmm. the officer has to take the child out of this situation. And in the child's eyes, they might seem like, well, they came, took dad away, and then they put me in foster care. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's got to be so difficult in law enforcement yeah. to, to go home and, and have to think about that. But you've done the right thing. You've mm-hmm. done the right thing. <clears throat> but at the same time, you feel guilty for, you know, having to take this child's parent away. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure there are situations where you're like, I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah. That child was in a lot of danger, you yeah, know, yeah, and, sure. and they not, might not realize it now, yeah. but they will, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure there's, there's yeah. two sides to every coin. Yep. But, I mean, what is that like to deal with, uh, having that dichotomy of, of, your, of your profession? You, you know, I think law enforcement looks at it, what's the long-term solution and 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 you know when you it's tough because law enforcement sometimes you affect people's lives at a very local real soon it's right now type of situation um but i I think in situations like that as law enforcement officers we have to look at it hey this is we're doing this for the long-term success for that child and for that parent you know, that's that's to get the child safe and, and the care that they need and, and, and need to be provided. But that's also to get the parent, you know, the resources that they need for yeah. the future to be a parent for that child, whether it's a year down the road, two, three, five years down the road, or maybe it's next week, you know. But um, if you look at it that way and you know that you're making that, that positive influence on, on the child and the parents' lives and everybody that's that's supporting them, then it's easier to go home at in, at the end of the day. And there are stories like that. I know we don't hear about them a lot, but I know two individuals, uh, two great people over in Buffalo who were once some of the biggest methamphetamine dealers in this area, and, and they got busted, and they both went to jail, lost their kids. Now, you know, mm-hmm. they've both gone through recovery. They're both heavily involved in their church. They're both heavily involved in recovery programs to go in and say, look, this works, but you got to work it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're, you know, I see them around the community all the time because they're so involved in everything that's going on. When just years ago, mm-hmm. you know, they were on the opposite side of that coin. And so it does work. And, and that long-term solution, you know, they once, I, I interviewed them and they told me the moment was the bust that was the moment that changed their lives. And so these situations can come out very positive, but it's, it's all in the mind of the individual and, and how they take that opportunity. Am I being saved by law enforcement here? Or are they my enemy? 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's just, it's all based on perspective. And if you look at it the right way, this isn't a bad thing. This is just the end of this part of my life. And <clears throat> in many situations, thank God, yeah. you know, addiction is a monster. It is an absolute monster and it takes brave individuals to overcome it. It's, it's tough to do. On that, I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue with our Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. It's time for the annual Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Frosted Barn Bash Fundraiser Saturday, February 25th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. The night includes dinner, online auction results, a live auction, and music by Rick Geisler and the Band of Outlaws. Proceeds fund local FFA scholarships. This year's coverage sponsored by True Build Builders, Heartland Kubota, ERA Carroll Realty, First Federal Bank and Trust, Range, and Blacktooth Large Animal Services. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut, on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. Sheridan County High School students present Footloose, the musical. When Ren and his mother move from Chicago to a small farming town, he is prepared for the inevitable adjustment period at his new high school, but he's not prepared for the rigorous local edicts, including a ban on dancing enforced by the local city council who is determined to exercise control over the town's youth. The heartfelt story that emerges pins a father longing for the son he lost against a young man aching for the father who walked out on him. Footloose celebrates the wisdom of listening to young people while guiding them with a warm heart and open mind. Performances will be March 2nd and 3rd at 7.15 p.m. with two shows on March 4th at 2 p.m. and 7.15 p.m. in the Sioux Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact the Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and at the door. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Sheridan Media, Bighorn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craft Co. Metalworks, and the Wild Theater. Footloose, the musical, is performed with permission from Concord Theatricals. Come get Footloose at Sheridan High School. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. 
I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are the Sheriff of Sheridan County, Levi Dominguez, and Under Sheriff Devereaux Johnson. Now, uh, let's let's look at the year uh, that just went by. So, uh, what do we have in a year in review? If we were to pick out our highlights and things that uh, you're proud of, of course. The election, I'm sure. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, things that you like to look back on your team and, and say, you know what, we did great here and we could work mm-hmm. on this there. Yep. Yeah. So every year we do a year in review um, and it, it, it kind of breaks down what we what our patrol division sees throughout the year, the types of calls and cases that they respond to what our detention division, um, you know, sees and, and what they have to deal with in the jail and, and the services that they provide in the jail, what our civilian staff does on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and kind of breaks all of those services down. And so we're just kind of wrapping that up, getting all the numbers put together from last year and, um, you know, kind of going through it right now with a kind of, you know, really making sure every all the numbers are correct and all the double checking before yeah. we put it out and, and hope, hopefully it'll be put out uh, the first part of March and it'll be on our website and and then we'll make sure everybody knows that it's out but we've pulled some you know some numbers and some things that we've seen you know um, that a couple programs that we do in the patrol division and then talk a little bit about training um, that we've done throughout the year that our patrol division and uh, detention division have done and so I'll let I'll let uh, under Sheriff Johnson talked about that a lot. Under Sheriff. Yeah. Well, so these are just three of the ones that we wanted to cover for um, today's show. But we're starting with kind of a cool MOU that we have in place with the Wyoming Livestock Board. It's our Livestock Patrol. Um, so it runs July 1st through June 30th, last year being July 1st to 22 um, through this year. Uh, we're gonna It'll be running up till June 30th of 23. Um, but they'll pay up to fifteen grand for deputies per, to perform specific livestock patrol functions around the county. Um, and so last year for that fiscal year that, um, was, or I guess not fiscal, but I guess it's more, calendar. Of, a, more of a calendar type year, I yeah. suppose is a better way of saying that. Um, uh, but there, we were awarded, the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office was awarded 11,055 in 2022 for 201 hours of specific livestock patrol. Um, and approximately 4,332 miles were patrolled during those livestock patrols. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about a, a lot of hours, a lot of, a lot of miles, yeah, um, getting covered in the in Sheridan County. Um, lots of lots of great sixty one producer and carrier contacts. Lots of great feedback from the community. Um, you know, it's it's definitely something that uh, um, you know I think Sheriff Dominguez uh, is a little humble about. But um, getting this getting this set up with Sheridan County has been, um, in all of our opinions, just a great undertaking and a, an awesome benefit to the community and to the deputies and um, being able to go out and. Uh, be in some of these areas a little more, you know, we can be far out east, you know, up up towards the border, um, you know, anywhere in Sheridan County, up on the mountain, you know, I mean, all these great places that we can go and do some of these livestock patrol functions and um, do what we can to, um, you know, keep, make sure things are, or livestock's up off the road if we come across that, you know, um, making sure we're out and being visible in the event that there's anyone out there that might have less than good intentions with some livestock that might be out there, you know. A lot of people uh, don't know this because they think that it's, you know, a crime of a bygone era. But the fact of the matter is rustling yeah, is still it, something it, that it's, happens. It's still a very real thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I won't take up too much more time. Did you have anything else on livestock patrol no, you wanted you to know, mention on that? Something that we'll put out in a little bit, Our um, the sheriff's office was recognized this past, um, I think it was in December at the Wyoming um, Stock Growers Association. Oh, wow. Um, 
and and for the work that we've done with the Wyoming Livestock Board and our patrols that we've done here in Sheridan County. And uh, Corporal Dan Hilzebeck was actually recognized down there as well and received an award um, for his work specifically to Livestock Patrol. He he was out um, uh, conducting Livestock Patrol and um, came across a a vehicle that was was hauling some horses that – came back that was uncertain of their origin and the oh, potential really? of, of a crime. And so he worked that case through, got with the, the state livestock investigators, and they worked um, um, together concurrently on this, and, and it, it came out with a positive outcome. And so that, that couldn't have been done without uh, the MOU between um, the Wyoming um, Livestock Board and, and our, our office and, uh, you know, Corporal Dan Hilzebeck and his work and, and, and just uh, that th- those are what we're looking for when we're out doing these livestock patrols. And and uh, so so that was great. Um, we'll get something put together. That's something that we've been meaning to do and, and talk about that, because that was that was a great highlight of of what we've seen through livestock patrol. But more importantly, it's just to get out and talk with these producers, you know, the, the, the local ranchers and, and the folks out in the county and the rural areas. And, hey, is there anything going on? We want to make those relationships and those contacts and, and, and let them know we're, we're here for them as well. Absolutely. Uh, I, I can remember speaking with Sheriff over in Johnson County a number of years ago and uh, issues down in the south of the county that he had to handle uh, uh, I believe also came out with a, a positive outcome on that, but it all began with something as simple as somebody noticed some four wheeler tracks that weren't supposed to be there. Uh, you know, it's, it's those small things that lead to much bigger things. And it turns out, I, I believe someone was, was going out and scouting someone else's livestock, mm-hmm. uh, it, and there was rustling going on and, and it really took me back. Because I was like, wow, there's <laughs> that still right. happens. Yeah. And yes, on a large <clears throat> scale, that actually still happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's great to know, you know, hey, the sheriff's office is out there here in Sheridan County keeping an eye on that kind of thing. If something doesn't look right, we're checking it out. Right. Yeah, and, and that is vital because this is literally livelihoods. It is. It's right? this, and, and, you know, we talk about this a lot, being proactive within in law enforcement and the sheriff's office. And, and this is one of those ways that we can do that um, rather than being reactive, but being proactive and just being able to be purposeful and intentional with how we conduct those patrols and how we how we work that. And that's our that's our main goal for that. Absolutely. How about the mountain patrol getting up there on the hill? Yeah. You know, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what Sheriff Dominguez is talking about and being purposeful and, you know, intentional in what we're doing. Um, and so each year the sheriff's office contra- contracts annually with uh, the United States Forest Service to provide more law enforcement patrols of the Bighorn Mountains. Um, and where we patrol is all inside uh, Sheridan County. Um, but, you know, like I said, this last one ran June 1st, uh, 2022 through September 30th. Um, and in total, the sheriff's office performed 255 hours of specific Forest Service um, patrols at approximately 5,187 miles during those patrols. And that's that's just mountain patrol. So we're wow. talking about that's that f- over 5,000 miles in patrolling the mountain. Um, and that's, you know, uh, just in a few months there between June and September. So a lot of a lot of miles getting put on and a lot of miles um, in, to be able to contact people and be be visible and. I think a big note of that is um, the p- potential for calls for service. And when folks need to contact law enforcement, 
Um, you know, we have we have awesome Forest Service law enforcement here that are United States Forest Service law enforcement. But this contract um, very much so is a opportunity for us to be up there through those busy summer months um, and be able to go through those campgrounds and, and meet with people and say, hey, how's it going? Meet the campground host. Ask how the, how the week has been. Um, and, you know, more often than not, uh, there's usually at least a couple things that come up that say, hey, um, you know, we had some kind of weird activity or this was going on, but everything's fine, you know, because we have to keep in mind that, you know, while they're they're set up up there to be able to contact if they need something with their radios and all that, it's the forest or it's the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. no cell service up there. Um, so having the opportunity for us to be up there and actually conducting these patrols is, is you know, again, um, I mean, it, I don't know that I can speak to just how beneficial it is. Um, and how grateful that, or, you know, I think we are to be able to partner with the Forest Service up here to do the, these patrols. Um, and, you know, the, the reports can, they generally go from, um, you know, that it's a wide range. But, you know, we had 12 investigator, uh, investigatory reports um, in or near the Forest Service just while working those routine patrols. So those are opportunities of just people waving us down or stopping in and saying hi. Wow, or, that's you know, actually quite a few. It is, absolutely, you know. Um, especially for the for up on the mountain where, you know, for the most part, people are up there enjoying their summer months. And, um, you know, there there absolutely is a benefit. But um, over the it looks like but, uh, you know, over the total of those three months, we had 47 calls for service. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, um, again, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on just one topic. I, you know, I'd like to talk about training as well within the sheriff's office. But I just uh, I don't know that I can clearly state just how important this MO or the contract is and. Um, you know, how, how much it benefits the community. Absolutely. And I'm sure that the Forest Service feels the exact same, you know, uh, to have that where you know, oh, Sheriff's Office has got my back. I don't have to worry about too much. Right. I mean, I think that's enough to, to make those uh, individuals up there feel much more confident in the decisions that they make. Or should I look into this? Yeah, because I got the sheriff. You know, you got my right. back. I could have a deputy up here in yeah. no time. We have a contract. Right. And a lot of people also don't un- don't understand that. Uh, jurisdiction uh, is something that is a big issue, uh, you know, when it comes to law enforcement. And, and there are certain contracts uh, and, and memorandums of understanding, MOUs, that have to be signed so that we can all work together. Yeah, correct? Absolutely. All right. So moving on, how about the training hours? How much training did our, our deputies and probably yeah. the sheriff and under sheriff themselves get? So, you know, over the, the total of 2022, um, just jumping right into it, you know, we had a total of uh, 7,197 um, training hours over the last year. Uh, you know, we can break those down a little further, but um, in total, I mean, it's a significant amount of training Absolutely. hours for, for the sheriff's office and um, what those look like. And I won't get too far into the weeds. I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll get into some of the um, you know basic training. You know, at a you know that was one thousand seven hundred ninety three hours of that, which you know is a lot and a lot of college degree credits coming out of that as well. People furthering their own education on their own. Oh wow! Um, you know, which is a, an amazing thing to see that an opportunity that people want to keep um, educating themselves and uh, moving forward not only in their professional but personal um you know lives and the th- the goals that they want to make for themselves that they're following through with um you know and on top of that uh, over 1500 hours of uh, advanced training um you know of deputies going down and um being able to get some of those continuing more advanced trainings than um than what uh is is just offered during the basic um training period but under sheriff when when we say advanced training 
is this more of like a, let's say a crime specific type of training? So, uh, for example, well, we need extensive training in breaching or, or, uh, fentanyl training or things like that. Is that what we're talking about? So there's, there's things out there like drug recognition trainings, um, you know, or, or, um, uh, evaluation trainings for further, you know, a, a good, another good example would be, um, you know, there's, there's trainings out there for being, um, instructors in, let's say like tips course. I know we've, we've uh, discussed yeah. that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and become a tips instructor so that you can come back to the community and, and help teach, you know, our local bartenders, servers, and restaurant managers, Hey, this is how we don't overserve. You know, these are, these are the tips <laughs> that we can offer, um, through these courses, you know, things like that. Uh, that are super specific. There's lots of good ones out there to help improve report writing. You know, you're, there's things like advanced search and seizure techniques or refreshers. Um, interview, you know, interview, interview techniques, in, interview yeah. and interrogation, yeah, you know, thank how you. to um, investigate, you know, specific, maybe, you know, child crimes, or, yeah. you know, sexual assault, sex assault crimes. The right? sensitivity yeah, that's involved absolutely. in those is absolute. Uh, train the trainer kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. Cause I'm sure you have these individuals come home and you're like, okay, great. Guess what you're giving a class on mm-hmm. next week. Right. Well, and you know, Floyd, what I want to also bring up is, is, you know, when we talk about those 7,000, just a little over 7,000 hours of training that our uh, detention staff and our patrol staff go through during the year, that's on a, that's on a $5,000 patrol um, budget for training, a $5,000 detention budget for training. So we're really, stretching those dollars and getting a bang for a buck. And a lot of that is, you know, we send our, our, our staff to, to go to these classes where they can come back and train our staff, you know, in house. Um, and that's how we stretch that dollar. That's how we make that $5,000 seem like it's Mm $10,000. And and it's really important because we want to be, and make sure that, you know, that training that we provide is very, you know, specific and relevant to, to what Sheridan County needs. I know I've right. talked about that a lot, right. but we're not sending our staff to trainings that, that aren't specific and relevant to, to what we need to see in, in, in here in Sheridan County. So it's very important that when we take a look at these trainings, you know, that's, that's what we're sending our staff for. It's a, it, you know, a, <clears throat> Maybe not in every situation, but in a lot of situations, like you're talking about, sending somebody up there to learn a, a technique that will never be used uh, is a waste of money. Absolutely. And and it's it you know it, it's a great way to stretch your dollar, like you said, train the trainer, have them come back, and then make everyone proficient in this technique or this new practice or policy. Uh, and that includes paperwork, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's an that aspect of law enforcement that yeah. a lot of people don't think about unless they got the uniform on. There's a lot of paperwork involved here. On that, I've got to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue with our Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. This is Public Pulse on I-30 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment 
The Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives right down the middle of the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2023 golf season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted Pass is now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone. The grass will be greening up before we know it. So don't miss out. Play golf this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40 percent of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. The Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash online silent auction is in full swing today through Saturday at 8 p.m. on SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repairs, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and much, much more. Auction items begin at 50% of retail and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction happening right now at SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am speaking with the sheriff of Sheridan County, Levo, Levi excuse me, Dominguez, and under-sheriff, Devereaux Johnson. Now, it doesn't take much. Maybe some skiffs on the road and a chill in the air, and you can end up in the ditch. Uh, but also... You know, accidents at the house happen quite often. Make sure that your sidewalk is clear. Uh, Under Sheriff, what are some other winter weather safety tips that we can apply at the house? We talk often about driving. Right. But what about the the home, yeah. home place? Yeah, and that was something, um, you know, when I was thinking about it, it seems like we touch on, the and we should, we should be touching on roads and, and driving safely and being prepared for if you get stuck and all that. Um but, you know, it seems like we don't really talk or think about that all, all that often, just um, the winter weather safety at, at your home. 
Um, and you know, that can range from making sure that your vents are clear on your roofs, um, or, you know, wherever that they may be located to, uh, making sure that you're not putting your, your portable heater, if you're heating a room a little more too close to the drapes. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I myself, you know, had a, an, an interesting <laughs> occurrence at my house, um, this winter with these significant cold snaps, you know, I had, um, some pipes freeze. And, you know, I, I, it was actually just a, a drain from my, one of the showers. And, you know, it was, um, it was interesting because I, I would have never thought about the drain being so close to the wall, but I found in there, there's no insulation in the wall and it's too close. So that's a project for me. Oh, this spring. wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, when you think about pipes freezing, you're thinking about, oh, you know, my kitchen sink, something like that. Um, but it could be anything. And, you know, checking and making sure that, you know, some of those drains, and that's a big one, you know, when you're not paying attention or letting water run overnight or something, worried about that, making sure that those drains are, um, you know, <laughs> trying, you imagine to, that trying, right, trying to not let those freeze as well. But, you know, some of the tips I just wanted to come on and talk about was trying to keep your home at that 55 degree minimum. Um, you know, that's that's what the, the recommendation is to try and um, prevent any pipes from freezing. Um, you know, keeping uh, those heat sources, like I was just talking, the space heaters three feet away from your drapes, but also your bedding, furniture, uh, you know, anything that, you know, just keep it in, in a well, um, you know, spaced area that it, it's not getting too close to anything in the in the room. Now, I, I will make a comment on that real quick. Uh, going, you know, living in trailers the majority of my life, uh, space heaters were almost a gimme. You yeah, know, you're going to have to have a, a space heater back yep. there. And I can remember my neighbor uh, when we were kids, mind you. But holy cow, he would keep that space heater. And this was one of those bare wire oh, space sure. heaters, yeah. you know, the right. ones that we all avoid nowadays. Yep. But he would pack that thing from room to room with him, and he would always have it way too close to anything. And so it would just cause me anxiety to watch him with this heater. Worried me all the time. Right. So uh, those space heaters can be dangerous, folks. Yeah. They, they provide heat, sometimes a little too much. Right. So Yep, just be very careful with them and, and use them, you know, as safely as you can. But, um, you know, and, and this uh, this next note kind of goes back to what we're talking about with vehicles, too. You know, my I think my last recommendation is if you can keep – you know, uh, you know, a, a decent amount of food in your vehicles, food and water that if you get stuck, uh, you know, somewhere that you have something to eat and drink. Um, but that goes for the home too. You know, I mean, 72 hours at a minimum, I think is, is, uh, everything that I'm a, ever been aware of or told, um, to keep in your home and available, you know, whether that's, you know, uh, the emergency packets of water, um, and, and food, maybe that's dried food that you'd pour the water. In. It might not taste great, but at least you've got something, you know, Absolutely. um, and just having those sleeping bags, winter, winter weather clothing available, keeping yourself prepared, um, in the event that you do lose power and, or, or something worse. Um, but have your, have your heating systems and those furnace, uh, furnaces serviced yearly. You know, I, I, I just had, um, some folks come over and check my one of, uh, we, Unfortunately, have two separate ones that I have. Ouch. To, it gets it gets a little wild, you know, trying to figure out what's going on sometimes. But we just had to have someone come over and look at ours, um, you know. And I'm I'm the guy who wishes I know everything about those systems because I want to do it myself. But sometimes I got to bite the bullet and say I need someone with a little more knowledge than me to come in and look at these and and have them serviced. Um, and then you know, just the last couple notes here. Uh, and just in terms of tips is if you're using a generator, have one pre prepared to use, keep it away from any windows, doors, or vents, install carbon dioxide and smoke detectors around the home, Sheridan fire rescue and American red cross, um, both have programs that you can sign up for. And, and I think that's, that's a, we need to make sure that that's a, a, a public, 
um, in the public knowledge is that reach out to Sheridan Fire Rescue. They want to do that. They want to yeah. help out with those smoke detectors. It's it's a big it's a big deal for them, and they want to do that service. Um, and the last tip I had is, you know, if you if you have any questions or anything, if you can go online, call the sheriff's office, call, you know, make the calls, and we'll be happy to you know try and give you some tips on if there's anything that you're questioned or wondering about. Um, and I think um, last note I would have. Uh, is, you know, checking on your neighbors. Um, you know, I, we've come on and discussed this so many times that we're blessed to live in the community that we do. Uh, in Sheridan County, I don't, you know, I would choose to live no place else if it was up to me for the rest of my life, but I also have a wife I have to consider. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see where, where the, you know, 50 <laughs> years from now takes me. But, you know, I, I, I think we're truly blessed to live in this community. Um, but uh, we need to keep in mind that it doesn't just go... You know, being able to um, know that we have awesome, amazing schools here um, and, and our law enforcement and EMS and fire, you know, everyone who provides a service, but also our neighbors, you know, they may need to be checked on every now and then, especially, you know, maybe the elderly neighbors down the road that maybe they need some help chopping wood or, or maybe you're seeing that that uh, that pile run, run low, you know, yeah. I'm knocking the door, make sure that everyone's doing okay, especially when we're talking negative 21 degrees. I, I can't remember what the lowest was this this last season, but it was... It was cold. cold. Yeah, it <laughs> I know was that cold. because there was a drain that froze in my home. So, you know, that's that's the only other note I'd have is reach out to those neighbors and uh, make sure everyone's doing okay. Now, uh, real quick, you talked about roof vents. There's a lot of people out there who may not know about those vents that, that do need cleared now and then. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we run on to scams, because uh, I know there's one you want to talk about, what are those roof vents that you're speaking of? Yeah, so... Um, I'll just use my own home as an example. You know, there's um, vents that run from the furnace that let off those emissions from the chemical, from the natural gas burning. Um, and if those get uh, cl- uh, plugged or clogged, I guess I'll say from snowfall or whatever it may be, um, there's a unfortunately, you know, a real very good chance that um, you know there could be carbon monoxide leaking into the home. Um, and that's obviously odorless, um, sightless Silent gas. Killer. Yeah, you yeah. know, something to be very very aware of. So watching, looking at those vents and, and, you know, I myself have responded to those calls of people. And that's, I think going back to what we were talking about. And, and I think that's, um, uh, proof of what I'm saying when we live in this type of community that people are looking out for each other is I have responded to that call of a neighbor saying, Hey, I'm concerned. I'm looking at my neighbor's home. I can't get a hold of anybody. Um, and I think that their vents may be clogged. Luckily in my experience, it's just because no one was there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, and there, oh, there was man. no danger there. And, you know, it wasn't quite as bad as what the, the, the situation thought it was going to end up being. But um, I think that's proof of our community, but also that we need to be watching those because it can check on each other. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could only that could have been bad. That right. call could have been very bad. All right. I got about uh, four minutes left, but we do have more scams happening. And this one is uh, attacking something that uh, is in the news right now. Right. Yeah. And it's. Well, I wanted to touch on it, um, you know, it's regardless of, you know, um, you know, whether what the thoughts may be out there on in terms of the student loan for student loan forgiveness. Um, the, the unfortunate reality about this is that there's uh, um, essentially an opportunity for scammers to reach out and pretend as though they're reaching out for the student loan forgiveness programs and saying, hey, um, I I, you know, we believe you have student loan forgiveness that we, you may be eligible for X, Y, Z. Um, and that's obviously not always going to be um, successful on their end if they're calling someone who doesn't have that. But if you are somebody out there who has these student loans and we're interested in, the, in student loan forgiveness, 
Um, the unfortunate reality is that they may try and trick you um, and, and get your personal information. Um, and then if they generally there's trying, they're seeking out those social security numbers and your bank account information. We've discussed this in the past. It, it's just, it, it's all too easy to, to gain these under the guise of I'm here to help you um, give me this information. And then it's out there and they have it. Uh, and so I just wanted to make sure that if, if there was any um, interest out there or folks that, that had maybe was looking into these applying for student loan forgiveness um, uh, circumstances, that the U.S. Department of Education does not contact, will be, contact people by phone. This is from their website. This is their information. Um, you can stay safe and avoid those scams by going directly to their website um, and, and, and finding that information to apply for those student loan forgiveness. And they have all the information on there and how you can, you know, do that safely. But they're, they're one of their biggest thing, uh, you know, notes that I think to, um, make sure we're all aware of is that they don't contact anybody by phone. That's just not what they do. It's all automated. Um, you know, it's, it's not something that they have the availability to call people about. They're more waiting for people to reach out to them via, um, their website and their one of those self-motivated uh, sure absolutely things. right yeah. yeah absolutely yeah yep, so yep. so if you end up getting a phone call from one of these individuals yep. you know now and right. that's the bad guy right uh and and not to do it and these scammers i mean they're good uh i'm not going to sit here and pretend like uh, you know individuals out there are naive by any means because these scammers i mean this is their life this is their job this is what they do right they've almost gotten me sure uh Thank God I, I had advice. Hang <laughs> sure. up on this individual and call the company directly. Right. And that's exactly what I yep. did. And the company said, we haven't tried to reach you in 10 years. And yeah. so I knew, right, okay, well, wow, they had a lot of information on me. Yep. And that makes you feel pretty dang uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. when they know where you've lived for the past, I think it was eight, nine years. Right. Yeah. And, and so just make sure, folks, that uh, if someone's contacting you, and you don't feel comfortable with that phone call, hang up, call the company, the organization, or whoever they said that they were, and get the truth. Uh, I, I've run out of time. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show, braving braving the roads. And uh, Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it, was, it was quite the experience this morning, I'll right. tell you that. But uh, you and your team, stay safe out there, Sheriff, under Sheriff. I greatly yeah. appreciate you guys. And thank you for coming on and talking about that tunnel of oppression, Sheriff. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. That was, uh, it's an experience. And I would uh, suggest that anyone who has the time, head on out there and yep. give it a look. Absolutely. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheriff. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses, from super soft to incredibly firm. It's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. 
Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's Perfect Sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, living to serve. This is the FFA motto known by FFA members across the United States, including the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. Living to serve is why you'll find FFA members involved in several community events, from highway cleanup to the Sheridan County Cattlewoman's Ag Expo, and much more. Help us celebrate National FFA Week, February 18th through the 25th. This message is proudly provided by Brad Walden and CNK Equipment. Hey y'all, it's Eli Mosley. The band and I are headed your way to play at the Y.O. Theater Friday, March 3rd at 7 o'clock. You've heard my music on your local radio station. Now come see us live and come say hi. I'd love to meet you and hope to see you there. Once again, that's at the Y.O. Theater in Sheridan, Wyoming at 7 o'clock on Friday, March 3rd. See ya. There's lots of fish under that ice just waiting for you, and they can be worth some cash. Get your rods and reels ready for the third annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmet Saturday, February 25th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for the largest fish, $300 for second place, $200 for third, and $250 tagged fish. Tickets available during Derby Day at the lake, also at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan, or online at SheridanRotary.org. And oh, by the way, helicopter rides will be available as well, weather permitting. Sheridan's Rotary Ice Fishing Derby at Lake DeSmet, Saturday, February 25th, brought to you by Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Precision Excavation, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson Megan Power Sales & Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Hammer Chevrolet, Elevate Financial, and Wyoming Aviation Association. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE!